Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday and Thursday morning. And I've got a little uh, asterisk I'm going to put on that. I'm going to come back to that here in just a second. The broadcast is live, as I mentioned, over on blogtalkradio.com. You're welcome to join us. Please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado. You can come and join the fun. Along with the live broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, I do a Facebook Live as well. It's sort of the behind the scenes. It's essentially just a chance for you to watch me um, as I interview the guests. Because as of right now, I don't have the capability of having the guest's image on there also. But I'm sure that will eventually come because Facebook is on top of that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's many different ways for you to catch the Yarn Thing podcast, whether it's live or over on Facebook Live or if you download it from your favorite podcatcher. Whatever way works for you, that's what I like to uh, make sure that you do because I love having you here listening to the Yarn Thing podcast. Let's say thank you to our lovely sponsors, Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events, and Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. And I'm going to take a second to talk about some of our sponsors. So I want to say thank you to Red Heart um, for, of course, you know, letting me be their spokesperson. But they are also sponsoring the Women's Choice Awards, which um, is a big event that is happening next Wednesday in L.A. And I actually get a go. And Meredith Vieira is the host. Uh, Sharon Stone is getting a special award there, and they are recognizing several different women um, from, I don't know if it's around the world or around the country, but uh, talking about the the work that they do to help promote women, promote um, all of that good stuff. So I get to go to the Women's Choice Awards next week, and I'm super excited about it. If you want to help me choose what I'm going to wear, as geeky as that sounds, make sure you follow me on my Facebook page because I will be doing a live sort of fashion show with all the different dresses I bought so you can help me um, choose the right one. Um, Stitches.events, I want to congratulate you guys on a successful Stitches United. I know that was the first time you went out and went beyond your comfort zone and introduced a whole new aspect, a whole new craft to the Stitches events. And I've got to say, I had a really wonderful time in Connecticut at the Stitches United. And I really think that that is just going to continue to grow. Craftsy.com had huge news yesterday. NBC, Universal, Comcast, conglomerate people actually purchased a majority share of Craftsy. So they purchased Craftsy. And that is a huge event. Um, I'm actually, I have a request, a request in already to try and get John Levisay on the podcast to talk about it. He has told me that once um, a couple more papers are signed with uh, the NBC people, he will gladly come and share with everything. But as of right now, um, I shouldn't say as of right now, it has been reassured uh, by Craftsy themselves that nothing is going to change on the customer front. You still own all of your patterns, all of your classes, all of that good stuff. So everything is good there. This is just going to get 
more exposure for Craftsy, which is good for all of us around, especially us designers. Erin Lane Bags, I want to congratulate you on the success of your wonderful Sheeple bags and the Sheeple Birdie t-shirts. I know that they are selling like gangbusters. If you guys haven't had a chance to go check out the Sherpie Beat, <laughs> the Sheeple Birdie t-shirts with all the lovely sayings, please go visit ErinLaneBags.com. Creative Bug, I said congratulations to you recently um, with the Joann's purchase. Joann's actually purchased Creative Bug and I am lucky enough to be able to be joining Julie, who is the um, co-creator, the, I can't think of what the word is, like she was one of the uh, founding members, founding creators of Creative Bug. The word is like totally escaping me right now, but she will be at the Women's Choice Awards with me as well as some representatives from Joanne, so that will be eventful there. And last but not least, Buffalo Wool Company. I want to congratulate Ron for being a board member of the National Buffalo Association. I know that that is a big deal for you, and I want to say congratulations. So, you know what? You got to give credit where credit is due, and I have wonderful sponsors, and they are doing great things on their own, so I hope you guys don't mind that I took the time here at the start of the podcast to congratulate all of them, because they are doing wonderful things, and I just want to say thanks to all of them. All right. So now that all of that is out of the way, let's go back to the asterisks that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I have been doing the show on Tuesdays and Thursdays for quite a while now. And originally it started because there were so many people that wanted to get on the podcast and we were scheduled like months and months out. Well, as time goes on and the industry changes a little bit, we are, uh, I don't want to say struggling to find guests, but it's definitely not nearly, like, we're, because we do so many shows, we aren't nearly as um, packed, as organized, as um you know, scheduled out as I would like to be. And given that summer's coming up and everybody's really busy, I am going to scale back the podcast to once a week. That's right. You will only be able to get the podcast on Tuesdays starting in June, 2017. So that will be changing in June, 2017. I'm leaving it up in the air right now, whether I go back to a Tuesday, Thursday schedule in the fall Um, we'll kind of see how this goes, but for right now, I think this is best for, for you guys, the listeners, for me, um, to be able to have the time to do this for Tammy and, and the amount of attention that it takes to do everything that she does. And I'm going to put her attention towards other items. So you won't, you won't be missing her miss, uh, social Medusa is going to still be around. Uh, but there is going to be that slight change to the Yarn Thing podcast. I hope you guys understand. So that was a whole lot of, of uh, house cleaning there, but I, I had to do it, get it all out of the way. So that way I can give my full attention to today's guest because she is just such a marvelous person and somebody that I admire tremendously um, as as a colleague, as a knitter, as a crocheter, and truly as a, as a person, as my friend. Um, I'm talking about the incomparable Myra Woods, who is joining us today to talk about her career and how her career changed um, a little bit over a year ago and, and what she's been doing since and she's getting back in it and how she is um, a hero for all of us. So welcome, Myra. How are you? Hi, Marley. I'm great. <laughs> Sorry I had to take the first seven minutes of the show to do all that, but, you know, it's good. I'm going to focus on you now. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I love all your sponsors. They are, aren't they wonderful people? Like, that's yeah. one of the best yeah. things about the group of sponsors I have. Like, I'm really actually quite selective about who I let sponsor the podcast. And I have to, I have to trust them. I have to believe in their company, yeah, yeah. believe in who they are. So I have the best sponsors. They are amazing. Well, you've got all the best ones. Yes, I really do. I really do. <laughs> 
absolutely. So, Myra, how are you doing these days? How's everything going? I'm for you? doing really, really good. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm actually fine. I went through quite a year, which I'll tell you about, and uh, came out the other end totally fine. I'm uh, completely healthy and back to myself and feel great and ready to do whatever. Fantastic. Well, let's talk about what you do. You are an amazing, um, I want to say you're an amazing crafter because it's not just knitting and crochet that you do. You do, you, you are just such an artistic person. Um, tell us a little bit where that comes from. What is your history with everything in the, in the crafting industry? Well, I love doing everything. I really do. I like doing anything you can make. So I have to be making stuff all the time. So I love, you know, my default setting is really knitting and crochet. Um, But I bead and I do, you know, I've tried weaving. I've done a lot of different stuff. And it really all goes back to my mom because she taught me how to craft at a very young age. I can't even remember when we started. And probably with Barbie dolls and making clothes. and, um, And we just made a lot of stuff. We just were constantly making stuff. So I had a deep love of making stuff from a tiny age and uh then I got into the arts I I went to art school and um and went to commercial art school and became a um a graphic designer and met my wonderful husband and we spent years and years working in the uh, movie industry doing movie posters we actually created the final art for movie posters so I was always involved in something um creative and then the other thing was that during the time that we were working which was like many many years um there was a lot of downtime and during the downtime when you were waiting for revisions or just waiting for clients um i would make stuff and i would constantly be crocheting or knitting or beading or doing whatever and it kind of you know helped me stay sane and then I had started teaching knitting and crochet many years ago at a local yarn store. They just asked and said, could you do this? And I said, sure. And I found that I really loved it. I loved not only making stuff, but it was really, really fun to share how to make stuff with other people and get them just as excited as I am about it. So um, I started teaching locally, and then I started teaching for um, CGOA, crochet guild uh at the national conferences and then a couple years after that i started teaching for stitches and other events and it's really kind of taken on a life of its own over the years and um and it's just amazing i mean my life changed so much from being able to teach and and share what i love and just playing with other people is my most favorite thing to do so now i not only get to make stuff but i get to make stuff with other people (laughs) So what kind of classes do you you teach then? If you, I mean, you have such a broad background. I didn't know that about the TV posters. Maybe you had told me in the past, but I didn't remember that. Like that's so cool. Or the movie yeah, that movie. was you know it was kind of like that was the day job, and I had this this um, secret life of knitting and crochet that I never talked about to anybody. But really, the secret life was the the movie posters. <laughs> So, yeah, Paige and I did that for many, many years, and we retired years ago, and I've been full-time doing knitting and crochet and teaching um, for the last at least five years now. 
And what do you teach when you do knitting and crochet? Like what's what? Oh, for knitting and crochet, um, I teach so many different things because I, I like to do so many things. But the main thing, my main focus is on creativity and on just experimenting and doing things different ways so the kind of stuff I teach is like in crochet I teach a lot of freeform crochet I teach modern Irish crochet which is you know my my current and has been my current love for for a while now um and I I do things in kind of a different way I mean whether it's knitting or crochet or beading or embroidery what I like to do is show people how to use the skills they know to do creative things with it, to to branch out. And I actually teach a lot about creativity, like how do you become creative and what what does creativity even mean? Um, So, you know, I combine a lot of stuff. Uh, I combine lots of different techniques, but I really like the idea of just playing and experimenting because, I mean, this stuff, we love doing this stuff, and there's so many different things you can do, and there's so many different things you already know. So a lot of the classes that I teach are based on, they may be skills that you know, and then you get to play with them. Like Freeform is perfect for that. Freeform is just such an amazing thing where you learn new techniques all the time uh you learn new stitches and things but then you just explore and you get to play with lots of different yarns and i mean i'm so excited by yarn and 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 beads and everything that i'll just you know try to combine them any possible way i can and then come up with different ideas and then as soon as i come up with an idea i want to show other people what i'm doing and then show them how to do it and and see what they can do with it because that's really you you know the 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 whole thing of our amazing community of fiber people is is that's what keeps me inspired so i'm constantly coming up with new classes and and just different ways to do things and the stitches united has that was amazing because that, that was, was really, really good ah oh, it was wonderful and i just love i mean it inspired me to start doing things like I'd learned English paper piecing. I've never done that before. That was great. And um, and I got to teach some things where, like, I combined beads and knitting. And, you know, there was just so many fun things. And I love that. I think our industry is starting to really move towards a multi-craftual kind of thing where everybody's experimenting and doing lots of things. And it's a really exciting time to to be crafting. Yeah. I've even noticed that in the designer side of stuff, like I've, I have a lot of designer friends who are venturing more into quilting than they ever did before or venturing in. And it's, I know it's still a yarn craft, but venturing into weaving when they were primarily. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it's really them, fun to see people yeah. do other things. Yeah. And then also, I mean, like just recently, I've really been paying a lot of attention to, um, oh my gosh, her name just totally left my brain. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. She sews a lot of her own clothes. She does bead lace knitting. Um, Laura Nelkin. Uh, oh, Laura Nelkin, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, don't you hate that? Your name, it's like, I'm like, I can see her face in my head. And <laughs> but I've been watching. I Laura understand. Nelkin. Yes. Um, I, can, I do that all the time. It's like, I know that person. So what is their name? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, so I've been watching a lot of my friends try all these different things. And it makes me yeah. want to. And what I yeah. about trying knew that it put you in the beginner role again and as a teacher I think that it is really important that you do something where you need to learn again because it helps you remember yeah. how hard it is to learn something new and it makes you a yeah. better teacher yeah. 
That's a really good point. And I think that, you know, the, the, the thing is, it's like you, you figure out ways to do things that you've been doing in different ways, too. And then, you know, like you said, when you're learning something, I mean, it was very interesting doing English paper piecing because, you know, I've done hand quilting and things, but I've never like, you know, I'm not great on a sewing machine. I can't sew a real straight line and doing it by hand was kind of like oh I can do and it's really you know enjoyable and it takes a while like you have to practice for a while and then you realize oh yeah there's all that stuff that I know that I just take for granted but my hands have to learn this and you have to you have to acquire new skills which is fun to do yeah it really is so yeah. here you are but yeah I think it's go ahead what's that no, I think going. it's just exciting to watch everybody doing these different things because, you know, I always think that, I think about it this way, that to me, it just gets me more and more inspired. And it's the same passion. We all have the same passion for this stuff. We love it. We love doing it. We love talking about it. We love sharing it. And it's like now we get to do even more stuff. So, you know, branching out and combining the different stuff is really getting me excited. I love it. I love it. I love that you you have such a passion for this because it totally shows. It to, it shows in your teaching. It shows in your personality. I mean, you know, I love you. I think you're just amazing. <laughs> oh, um, it's very mutual. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here you are. You're you're kind of living your dream, living you know this crafty yep. life, this artistic life, and yep. uh, something happens in, in yep. your family life, and it makes you think well, you know, maybe I should go to the doctor, or maybe it makes you not think so. Can you kind of tell us your story? Sure. So I seriously was at such a high point in my life. I mean, I was doing exactly what I wanted to be doing. I mean, I worked every day crafting and making new stuff and designing and getting ready for classes and traveling all over the country and doing craftsy classes and it, it just all kinds of stuff. And it was really like I had achieved my dream. I was just so excited and everything was wonderful. And my aunt, who was 85, called me and said, so when's the last time you got a mammogram? And I said, um, four years ago, I think. And she said, well, I think you ought to go because I just got a positive test. And I thought, I don't need to go. We don't have any in the family. And, you know, it's not a big deal. And I never felt any lumps. I didn't feel anything. But I agreed. And I went to the, um, I went to get my mammogram. And long story short, I found out I had breast cancer. And breast cancer is, who I'm sure many, many of your listeners know, changes your entire life. And it puts everything on hold. You basically, you know, I I always think of it like I was on the highway, I was driving a nice 60 miles an hour, everything was smooth, no traffic, and I got off the wrong exit. And then I got lost for a little while. Um, and it was just a very, it was a very eye-opening experience um, from a lot of reasons. Um, it really was a year out of my life where I I look at it and I think, you know, I know that a lot of people look at their um, their experience and they they may look at it differently. I look at it as I really did lose a year of my life, but the good part is I'm back. 
And the wonderful thing is that, you know, you, we, we get sort of waylaid for a while. We, you know, I went through everything. I went through chemo. I went through radiation. I went through surgery, but they cured me. I mean, the amazing thing is that we have cures now. We have uh, ways to treat things that even a couple years ago we didn't. And I had sort of an unusual one, one that's not as typical, where um, we didn't have any drugs for it a couple years ago. And now we do, and I'm okay. I mean, I have a complete, clean bill of health. I have no, they call it NED, no evidence of disease. So I'm incredibly grateful, and, and you know, and and through the whole thing, it was interesting. It was interesting being in a place where you really are so sick you can't do anything, and you know that's from the chemo. That's not from the cancer, but it was interesting not being able to even crochet, not being able to pick up a hook or or do anything for a certain amount of time. And, you know, most of the time you sleep. You just do a lot of sleeping and watching the clock. But I kept thinking, you know, I I would think about doing stuff. Like a lot of times my meditation while I was having some procedure done was making something. Like I would, I would actually make it in my mind. I would, I would be crocheting or, you know, I would be doing something creative. And so it really did sustain me. It was wonderful. Um, and then it takes a while. Like I'm, I just finished my last chemos last month and, um, but I feel much better and, you know, you get your strength back slowly um, but the minute that I could start making stuff again, I was like right on it. So the great part is it's like, yes, I did get sort of, um, derailed for a minute, but it all comes back and, you know, the same passion is there and the same love is there and it's so, so good to be back and sharing it again. I can't even tell you. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to ask because I don't know very much about breast cancer, um, but if you didn't feel any lumps, because, I mean, my one, people who have listened to the show literally from the beginning remember my friend Lindsay, and um, she was really young, and the breast cancer, she took her to, um, and it, it was it was horrible, but she felt a lump. Actually, it was, like, near her collarbone. It wasn't even, like, in her breast area that you would yeah. think of your yeah. And so yeah. and the only reason she felt it was because she felt like she pulled a muscle when she was putting a car seat in on a plane. And she was like, gosh, that makes it feel good. And then she was feeling it and she was like, oh my gosh. Um, so I mean, if you didn't feel a lot, like what, how does that work? Like, are, I mean, I'm guessing then there obviously must be other strands of breast cancer. I thought it was always, there was a lump. You know, I did too. And the thing that's really interesting is you learn a lot more than you want to know um, once once you get diagnosed. There are so many different forms, different types. Um, there's a lot of very specific things, like you might test positive for estrogen receptors or progesterone receptors. I tested positive for this thing called HER2, um, which is a protein that makes cancer grow faster. So what they do is the first thing that happens is you do your mammogram and they compare it to other ones. And the basic problem for me was they saw an irregularity, which I, to this day, don't understand because I don't know what it means, but they saw a difference between the one that I had, you know, five years previously and the 
and the new one. And so then they had me continue, and we did tests for about a month. You do tests, you do ultrasounds, you do MRIs, you do all kinds of testing, biopsies. And then once they get a complete idea of what you have, they design a um, a treatment plan around it. So it's really complicated these days, but the the good thing is they have so many different therapies now. They have genetic testings. They have um, the, the thing that was really unique, and just to get into the minutia of it a little bit, is I was given chemo plus something called targeted therapy. Targeted therapy is really new, where it is something that goes through your blood system, finds the receptors for this one specific thing, and bombs them and kills them. So okay. it doesn't affect the rest of your system. And it goes through your entire body and finds, finds you know, just searches out that, that protein and, and connects itself and gets rid of it. So, you know, this is a, it's, it's pretty amazing because, uh, and apparently the kind that I had was like a film. So I never would have felt it. I never would have felt a lump. So, you know, even more reason why, yes, after a certain age, annual mammograms really are important. I mean, I didn't think it was because we had no, we had no breast cancer in the family, like nobody. My one yeah. cousin, that was it. But, you know, it's one of those things where it, it's an interesting thing. You find out it's a fluke. I mean, it's not yeah. something – I'm sure a lot of breast cancer survivors go through this. You go back and try to think of what are all the things that you did wrong or – there isn't anything. It just happens, and it can happen to anybody. I ate really, really well. I was a, I've been a vegetarian since I was 15. I exercised every day. I took care of myself. It doesn't matter. It's like it can happen to anyone at any time. And there's over 225,000 cases a year. So it's like I'm not, you know, it's it's not unique. It, there's a lot of us going through it. And I think it's something like at any given time, 3 million women in the United States have breast cancer. So it's right. huge. It's just enormous. It but, really you know, is. the good part is, the good part is they have so many cures now. They have so many different things that they can do in so many different ways. If you can catch it early, I mean, if you can't catch it early and they catch it later, they still have therapies and there's still things they can do. But, you know, it's just important to, it's important to go get that mammogram. Wow. I love it. Rebecca yeah. Velasquez just shared an image on Facebook Live, and I've seen this online before, and it's an image of a bunch of lem lemons in an egg crate, and it talks about the different types of, you know, breast cancer to help people detect yeah. it. So, um, I'll, I'll ask Tammy to put that in the show notes just because I think that that's Yeah, important. that's great. I think that's important. You know, breast cancer, because, I mean, let's be honest, the, the crafting industry is overwhelmingly um, comprised of women. It, I mean, it's, yes. yes, there are men in the industry, um, but there are so many women. And right. it, it doesn't surprise me that I'm going to cry. This is just, um, it's such an emotional thing. I know that it's not professional people, and I get it. Please don't leave me mail because I get those too. But, you know, there are so many of us that are touched by this horrible thing. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just oh. you know, just, Mom, you know, I want to hug you right now. <laughs> no, it's just, I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? It's waiting. I know. Um, hold on a second. No, um, it affects, I mean, that's the thing is, and, and it affects people.
people, I mean, it affects people who don't have the cancer. The thing that's really interesting is, it. I mean, there's probably no one in your audience who hasn't been affected some way because a family member, you know, there are, and the thing that's amazing is, you know, not only are there survivors, but there are survivors who were caretakers. There are people that take care of their family members, and, you know, and my, really, I love you all, you know, it's amazing how this affects everyone. It really does. And it does. It affects. It affects the men too. You know, my it husband was. Does. My husband was unbelievable through the whole thing. He he was my rock. I mean, he took care of me in a way that I just could never even imagine. And I know that it scared him. I mean, it was really scary for him too. So, you know, right. it affects everybody. It does. So now, now I can talk. <laughs> so there's. Okay. there's <laughs> predominantly women in this industry and it has yeah. affected so many of us and uh yeah. the fact that it, it's kind of like one of those times when a celebrity gets some sort of a de- disease and it's like oh they're human sort of thing yeah and so the fact that it, it, it happened to you and it's happened to so many others that i know but a friend of ours uh, who is in the industry and it's kind of fun she's in our industry because of the breast cancer you know she wasn't uh, her, she was a crocheter beforehand but it was right. her battle with breast cancer and losing her hair that gave yep. her the um i don't know if courage is the right word but the idea to start um the nonprofit of halos of hope and of course i'm talking about yeah. my wonderful friend your wonderful friend pam hashke um so oh, before yeah. we jump into pam hashke and and halos of hope I'm going to ask you probably one of the questions that a lot of people will ask a lot of women is, how did you handle losing your hair? How did you go about it? Oh, my gosh. That is such a good question because, you know, I mean, it comes out in clumps. It just falls out. And you you think you're ready for it, but there's no way to be ready. And I was pretty cool about being bald. Like, I I actually, once I went, once I was bald, I was fine with it. I didn't feel like I needed a wig or anything. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty remarkable feeling when you have no hair. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we are going to talk about Pam because she's such an incredible person. But hats are really important. And, you know, one of the things I had always done – hats for charity like we all do. I mean, we all do hats and we all do scarves and we all do preemie blankets and things. And until you lose your hair, you don't even realize how important all these things are. Like we we really not only give love and comfort to people in a way that, you know, it's just an it's an amazing thing, but you actually are giving them warmth too. My head got really cold at night and <laughs> I needed to sleep with a hat. And so you you definitely need, I mean, hats are really important and you don't even know until you don't have hair that you, you know, and my husband happens to be bald and, and he kept saying to me, I have no sympathy for you. My head's cold all the time. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I didn't get much sympathy out of him for it, but it was interesting to be able to share his experience of not having hair. I mean, it really makes a difference when you don't have hair. Um, your head gets very cold. So a hat is a lovely thing to have. <laughs> That's awesome. So here we are with Halos of Hope. And if you guys, I don't want to rehash Pam's story, but if, I mean, Pam has been on the show several times. Um, uh, I highly recommend going back and listening to any of the podcasts I did with Pam Hashke. Of oh, yeah. They're always amazing. But She's kind of, amazing. 
she is amazing. The brief synopsis, she realized, you know, people need these hats after, you know, with cancer. And so she started Halos of Hope, which is a nonprofit organization that sends uh, hats to cancer treatment centers. And they're always looking not only for knit and crochet hats, but also for donations to be able to mail the hats out. Um, And you are a big part of Halos of Hope. You are actually, they are person of the year for 2017. And congratulations for that. Of course, when you were given the, the award at Stitches West, I was standing up, I was, I was sobbing. I could cry right now thinking about Uh, it because, you know, there's just not a better person in, in our community that um, deserves it. You just really, I don't know. You just encapsulate everything that it means to be the person of the year. Um, so kind of tell me about you and Halos of Hope and all of that. Oh, well, it was such an honor and such a, you know, I don't, I can't even describe what it felt like because it was just so unexpected. And the thing is that, I mean, I, I really feel the way that we all do this. I mean, it was one of those things where I made hats. Everybody makes hats. And we love, you know, one of the things that's so important about our community is that we do things for each other. I mean, it's a common thing that people make stuff for donations. And I had done it for years. And, you know, I mean, it was like I'd make hats and I'd send them off. And I never really was that directly um, affected uh, or even personally involved other than making hats for Pam. And what she, what she was doing really hit home once I got my diagnosis and I realized she's doing something so important. And so what happened was, you know, I went through the whole thing and she was, she wrote to me and she was incredibly supportive um, during that time. And it was amazing to make hats and take them into my cancer center and watch other women like picking through them and figuring out which one they wanted. So then after all was said and done, I guess at at Stitches West, I was given the award and I didn't even know what to say because truly I, you know, I feel like I represent all of us who've gone through this. It's like this award is for everybody who's gone through this. We're all survivors and it's for everyone who makes hats. I mean, all of us doing this together really means something to the entire cancer community. They really appreciate it. I mean, when you have a hat on at night and you're freezing and you're you're really uncomfortable and you have this thing on your head that somebody made for you, you know, they may not even know you personally, but you know that they really cared. It makes a huge difference. So, you know, getting the honor was just, mind-boggling because I just felt like, wow, I mean, what did I do? I got cancer and I make hats. There's lots of us that do that. There's so many of us, and I'm proud to represent Halos. I'm very proud to represent them and hope that I can inspire other people who, you know, who want to do things for people. There's other charities, too. There's lots of them, and any one of them, I mean, any any charity where you're making something by your hands and putting your love into it, um, it goes so far. It's just huge. And like you said, this is, you know, our our industry is primarily women, but there are some amazing men who we both know who, you know, they do it too. There's just a lot of support for people Absolutely. in all different situations, not just breast cancer. Um, yeah. And, you know, so it's really, to me, it's such an honor to be able to, you know, be a representative for for survivors and for 
the knitters and crocheters who who contribute because it's all I mean it's a wonderful thing. I love it. I love it. And you're absolutely right. I I I the men, the women, the everybody that comes together to do this. And it's interesting because I've had yeah. friends jokingly say to me, I shouldn't say jokingly, like they're honest. They're just like, what, what the heck is a hat going to do for somebody with cancer? Like yeah, they have yeah. cancer. Why do they want a hat? I mean, yeah. they're very brutal about it. It's like, why would I want to do that? And I, yeah. you know, I mean, it's very difficult. It's like, what do you say? It's like, sometimes, sometimes you're on the outside and you just want to be able to do something, you know, you just yeah. have to do something to help. And I feel like, I mean, that goes yeah. with a lot of different things, whether it's, helping with um, a breast cancer or uh, lupus or shoot, yeah, even yeah. a political situation all over the yeah, board. Doctors yeah. come together. And you and know like, what? Here's, the, here's the, the main important thing about that is that our community got me through cancer. And I really sincerely mean that. It was the love and connection with all of the people that we know and all of our friends and, and you know, all of the students that we've met. I mean, everyone. It, that's what got me through because I felt supported and loved. And, you know, and just, I mean, the gifts that I got were just unbelievable. I got an Afghan from some friends who, you know, put their time in. They're busy people. And I, I was so touched. And, you know, Doing doing the hat seems like, oh, well, it's completely anonymous. But when you realize that someone took the time, that love that gets put into that stuff really makes a difference when you're sick. Because just knowing that other people are there for you and our fiber community is unbelievable. I mean, I've, I, I always knew it. I always loved, you know, it's like it's wonderful to have a community. But when you are down and when something happens and everyone comes forward, I mean, I got everybody contacted me through Facebook and I got cards and I mean, it was overwhelming to realize how good, how just wonderful people are. And it's a lot of it. We know these people because of knitting and crochet. I mean, that's how we're connected is this wonderful thing of we share something in common, but then we get to share even more. So I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge thing for me, not only the knitting and crochet itself, but more, even more than that, our community, our community means so much. Our community is the best community. I tell everybody the that. Best. It's just, the best. It is the best. It is the best. Well, yeah. here you are. You are healthy. Chemo is complete. And you are back at it. And I know yes. that you have, you have some craftsy classes that are out. You are going around yes. teaching again. Um, what has it been like kind of slowly getting back into it? And I'm going to also ask, have your priorities changed at all? Like I'm always thinking to myself about my balance or my lack thereof. And I'm just like, what if something super drastic happened to me? How would I change? And has any of that happened to you? Yes. And it's very interesting because, um, I mean, I'm back at, I, it's funny. You don't realize that you don't have the strength that you used to until you start doing a lot of stuff. And then you find out, Oh my gosh, I got to go to sleep. (laughs) It's like, I'm very tired. I have to go to sleep. But for the most part, like I'm back to where I was, um, energy wise and health wise, definitely. Um, but it does change your priorities because you realize, I mean, when you are, 
waylaid to the point that you can't do anything for a year and you had all these plans, that's the amazing thing. It's like you realize, oh, my God, I had plans. I had things I have to do. That, And guess what? That to-do list that you have, it's like it's okay. You don't have to do everything. It's fine. It'll still be there. That's the big thing I learned. It'll st- everything's still going to be there. You're not missing anything. You're, you're, it's just you can take your time. So I, I find that it's, it's not even so much my priorities. It's just that I, I take my time now. I don't worry as much as I did about, you know, getting everything done all the time every day. It's like I, I have the time to, to appreciate what I'm doing and just take more time and, and, and do it the way I want to do it, which is a wonderful thing. And in terms of teaching, I mean, one of the things that, that the experience really showed me was I really, really love teaching. I love being with, um, I love being with other people and getting them excited about stuff I like to do. It's like my favorite thing. So, you know, I realized that teaching was a huge priority for me because it's just, it's, it's, so much a part of my life and nourishes me. I mean, it nourishes me and it's fun to do. Um, and so, you know, in terms of getting back to things, my concentration is really on teaching. So I'm doing, um, you know, I'm getting back to, I do all the stitches events, which I love so much. I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, I just, I can't thank them enough. They, what support I got from the whole XRX family, it was incredible. Um, so I'm back to that, and I'm also doing some, like I'm going to be teaching at the CGOA Chainlink event uh, in Chicago, and I'm doing some guilds, and, you know, and and that's really where I realized that there's, you know, I I did do designing years ago, and I'll probably get back to doing some of it, but my true love really is in just, you know, showing other people and getting them excited, and they get me excited, too, you know? I mean, the thing that's interesting about going to the going to the shows and doing, and doing teaching is I come home so excited and so inspired to do stuff by what everybody else is doing and just sharing and playing with them so yeah I guess my priorities are I want to do more teaching that's awesome that's awesome yeah. I, I I I love I love your story and I love that you are willing to share it with so many because you know um yes there's so many of us that are are touched by you know any sort of various diseases and breast cancer specifically and oh, the yeah. fact that you know, you, somebody that we admire has gone through it and you're coming out the other end. And I mean, you're just, it's, you are inspirational. You are just as inspirational as Aww, Pam. Thank you. It's, just, it's awesome. You. You're, you're at all. It's great. Well, so, you know, the thing is, it's like, uh, and, and what, what the, thank you. But you know, the thing that I know too, from having gone through all this is we all go through it at some point, you know, like part, Life just works this way. Life is one of those things where everybody gets touched at some time. We all go through hard times, but we support each other through it. And, you know, and it's a wonderful thing. And and like I said, through what we do, my community has been built up so huge. I mean, we I'm I feel like I'm part of something so big and that to me is like I can't I can't even describe how much I cherish that. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm so happy. I seriously I'm so happy you're here. Well, it's Thank the time of the show that we give away prizes and I know that you have a couple of prizes to give away today. Do you want to tell people? 
Okay, sure. Um, I teach classes on Craftsy. I actually have five different classes on Craftsy um, and in all kinds of stuff. Um, two of them are crochet classes. I have a knitting class. I have two embroidery, bo- embroidering with beads classes. And I want to give away two classes um, of your choice. You can, you know, so two different people can pick whichever class they like and and get that class, and it's yours forever. It's Craftsy, so it's, a, you know, everybody knows Craftsy and loves Craftsy. You'll have my Craftsy classes forever, and um, you just pick which ones you want and let me know. I love it. Uh, very cool. So, everybody, for you who are listening live, all I need to do is pick up your phone and give us a call Three four seven five three nine five five eight nine three four seven five three nine five five eight nine. Hopefully by now you have that on speed dial. Especially those of you who are always joining us live, I love it when you're here. It always feels like I'm spending time with friends. I will take a second. And those of you on Facebook Live, I want to apologize. I accidentally hit the dang finish button again when I went to send a message. <laughs> this is the on Facebook Live, the finish button is right below the where you're leaving comments, <laughs> and so it's. It's it's uh it's very instinctive for me to hit that button thinking like you're hitting yeah. send and it hits and it's yeah. finished. I'm like, oh no. Anyways, oh, I, crap. I know. So I started a new one. <laughs> so if, if you're like, what just happened? Now you know. So anyways, <laughs> let's see here. Oh, I, I've totally lost my train of thought. Prizes. So we are blessed enough here on the Yarn Thing podcast that we have guests that come on the show and always offer a prize. One to a call-in listener and one to somebody who leaves a comment on the show notes. So if you are listening live, the guest call-in number is 347-539-5589. Again, pick up your phone, give us a call. You'll be placed on a switchboard, which is just a little piece of, uh, like, it's on my screen. (laughs) And it just shows up a bunch of phone numbers, and I'm able to select who comes on the air, who doesn't come on the air, and who I want to hang up on. (laughs) I've never done that. that. So. The point there is that I don't know who is calling in. I don't I don't remember phone numbers or anything like that. So everybody has an equal chance to win as we randomly select a winner. If you are not listening live, don't worry. There's still a chance for you to win as well. After the podcast today, Tammy, who is my social media Medusa, she helps me out with all of the podcast scheduling, the show notes, and she is going to start doing the Facebook page some more and Twitter. Like she's and she's amazing, that. and she's just she an is. incredible all around incredible person. She does, and she also works with Halos of Hope. She makes a hat a day. Oh, um, she yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing, guys. Um, we love her. Yeah, we love Tammy. But she will put the show notes up over at MarleyBird.com. Let's count how many times I say MarleyBird.com. If you go to MarleyBird.com and you click on the drop-down menu for blog or podcast, you'll see where it says show notes. You'll click on those show notes and find the show notes for today's show with Myra Wood. When you see the show notes, you'll find a brief synopsis of everything we've talked about, including links, maybe some images. I mean, I don't know what Tammy's going to put up there. But at the bottom, there's a place for you to leave a reply or leave a comment. You will leave a reply or leave a comment that includes a keyword that Myra will give us here in just a minute. That is sort of your entry ticket. That's uh, your proof that you listen to the show and you know what the keyword is. And um, just kind of leave it there and let it hang out. We will choose a winner about two to three weeks after the original air date of the podcast because we know that there are times you can't get back to listen to the show right away. And we want to make sure you have a chance to listen. So we choose a winner about two to three weeks after the 
original air date, and uh, there you have it. So we love your comments on Facebook, on Twitter, on Ravelry, on Instagram, on uh, Facebook Live, on Blog Talk Radio. But if you want to be answered for a chance to win the prize, you must leave your comment on the show notes, which are available at MarleyBird.com. What is that again? MarleyBird.com. So make sure you go there to find the show notes, okay? So let me bring Tammy on the air because she is going to handle this part of selecting a post or a previous podcast listener winner, and she's going to get the information from Myra about her keyword. Okay, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hi there. Yes, hey, I'm Mara. sorry. I muted myself too early. <laughs> oh, okay. I, do it again. Hi, Myra. This is Tammy. How Hi, are you Tammy. Today? I'm feeling great. I feel wonderful. Even you better know, now I that I'm talking to you guys. I, I can hear that in your voice, and that makes us, I think that helps us all feel really, I think, special to be in your presence, in my opinion. No. Anyway. <laughs> I, I want to let people know that uh, Myra also has an Etsy shop. If you want to, if you want to shop for some really cool, artistic, wonderful pieces, I've bought a bracelet that's um, rainbow beaded, and I love it. it. It inspires me every day, and it reminds me that 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 we need to add color to our craft. I think I think that's one of the important things about crafting is that we that we see what we like. Oh, yeah, we just yeah. add, yeah. We add to to our everyday world, you know, sometimes it can get monotonous and gray and adding the color just, you know, I think it adds happy. Um, Absolutely. I'm going back to show notes from when Trisha Malcolm was on with um, from Vogue Knitting Live. She talked about a lot about that. They had just announced that they're going to have a Vogue Knitting in Seattle in November and um, the random number generator uh, selected Ida's comment, which is looking forward to Vogue Knitting and in Seattle and hoping there are more crochet classes this year. That's an important thing, isn't it, Ida? So, um, Myra, have you – I think her uh, the code phrase was Vogue Knitting. Um, I, have you selected a code word that everybody should include in their comments on your show notes? Yep, let's include freeform. 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 Cool. That's awesome. Free, that's a good word, free form. All yeah. right, so uh, everybody, make sure you go to marleybird.com, find the show notes for today's podcast, and include the keyword free form. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Happy Thursday, ladies. Happy Thursday. You too. Well, all right. So I'm over here at the switchboard, and you have 36 callers. There's quite a few people who oh want to get in on your crafty class. I know. So what I will do is I will scroll up and down, and you tell me when to stop. That will be the lucky winner, and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Are you scrolling? I am scrolling, yeah. Stop. Oh, all right. (laughs) That scared me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The last time I got scared like that, I said a curse word. (laughs) Oh, All right, so I'm on area code 916. Let me call 916-320. Hello? Hello? Hello, who's this? Hi, Marley. Hi, Marley. It's Chris Lopez. How are you? Oh, hi, Chris Lopez. How are you? I am fantastic. So happy to be talking to you and being able to watch you. 
I loved hearing Myra's story and just so happy to hear that she came through that whole experience well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Chris, this is your lucky week. Didn't you win the call or the the comment from Thursday or Tuesday show? I did. Oh, my God. I did indeed. Wow. I have won won more stuff since I started following you. You are my lucky charm. (laughs) And and, and of course, Hey, of course, one of the darlings of my heart. I just love you and Tammy so much. So it's oh, fantastic to you. talk to you today. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. I'm assuming that you probably have quite a few classes on Craftsy, but now you get to add one more, and you get to pick any one of Myra Wood's Craftsy classes and add that to oh, your, awesome. your collection. Awesome, awesome. That sounds fantastic. You can just email me and let me know, and I'll I'll send you a code that will okay. – um, that you can apply at the checkout, and it'll just give you the class for free. All right, so this okay. is what we'll What's do. The, well, Chris, I'll What's have you email? email me. Yeah, email me, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com, and oh, then okay. I'll forward it to Myra because then it's just easier. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. I mean, you have All my right. email address. You know how to get in touch with yes, me. I do. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> well, congratulations, Chris, and give my love to your beautiful daughter. And I saw that your comment on Facebook Live was, how many hats does one daughter need? You definitely need to start setting up needles of hope. Although Angie might get mad at me. She'll be like, girl, stop telling my mom to well, not make me hats anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll I'll keep making the messy fun hats for her and the regular hats for needles of hope, and that'll work. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, congratulations, Chris. Congratulations. Thank you so much, and God bless you so much, Myra. I'm so glad Thank you. It's a beautiful, happy ending. Thank, Thank you so much. All right. All right. I have, oops, I didn't mean to cut you off, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, oh, and I didn't hang up on her. I just I hit mute. I thought she was done. I didn't want to have her. Oh, those I those you buttons. I I, they, those buttons, they're getting me. I'm so forgetful. I get it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, I have the best listeners. You, We were talking about how wonderful the craft industry is as a whole. Yeah. Um, I absolutely include my listeners and friends and fans. Oh, yeah. They're, they are amazing and supportive. And um, as are you, Myra. I'm so glad you came on the podcast today. Oh, Marley, thank you so much for having me. I re- <laughs> it really means a lot. Well, I just, I love it. And I hope I do get to see you at Stitches Midwest. I would think that that's the next event, unless you're going to. I think it is. You are going. I'm going to CGOA. Yeah. Are you going? Oh, so I'll see. I'll definitely see you at that. I have, um, I'm going to be there on Friday and Saturday teaching. I think I actually even have a couple openings in my classes. They just opened up. So if anybody's interested, um, there's, I think, two two different classes that are still have availability, but I can't wait to see you there. Yeah, me either. Me either. Well, you take yeah. care of yourself and I will talk Thank to you. you. Soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Bye-bye. Myra. Oh, I love her. You guys, I seriously, Myra Wood, she, she has a place in my heart. That's super special. Um, if you want to learn more about Myra, make sure that you check the show notes and get a link to all of the different places that you can find Myra on social media and on her, her website. And, um, Tammy mentioned, I think it was her Etsy shop. Like there's awesome, awesome things. Um, and if you're going to be in the Chicago area at the end of July, come and check out the crochet guilds of America event. I will be there. Myra will be there. Um, I think 
think there's just, just a whole bunch of people that are going to be there. So it would love, I would love to have a lot more of uh, my crocheters at that event. And if you can't join us for CGOA, the exact week later in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, I will be attending, as well as Myra, the Stitches Midwest event, which is always so much fun. My daughter actually showed me yesterday that she has a countdown app on her phone that is counting down to Stitches Midwest. Um, kind of cracked me up. <laughs> I love her so much. It's a great Mother's Day gift to have a daughter who enjoys knitting and crocheting so much that she wants to go to these events with me. And um it's just a delight. All right, there I go again. All right, that's it. I'm gonna. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Let's play our exit music because it makes me happy. Love it. So thank you guys again for joining me on the podcast, especially Myra Wood. Thank you for everything you do for us as an industry and as as human beings, as everything. Fantastic, and I adore you. Thank you to my lovely sponsors who I gave major kudos to at the start of the show. Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bag, Crafty.com, Stitches.Events, and Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. Hope you guys will have a wonderful Thursday afternoon, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.